Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. My name is Pete Buttigieg. And I'm the Secretary of Transportation. And I'm Chastin Buttigieg. And my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. And I don't care what that evil podcaster Miller Frost has to say. I am not some low-rank queen from Indiana. Chastin, don't you mean Michigan? Excuse me, Peter. Don't you mean you're not a low-rank queen from Michigan? Really, Peter? Are you correcting me right now? I'm sorry, Chastin. You're always sorry, Peter. You are always sorry. And for the record, I am not a low-ranked queen in any of the 57 states of this horrible, oppressive, LGBTQ-hating country. None of the 57 states. You got something to say, Peter? No, Chastin. Good. Tired of you trying to correct me all the time. Like I am ever wrong. Yes, dear. I'm here today on this horrible, hateful podcast to announce the re-release of my autobiography. I have something to tell you. And I got a lot to tell you. This version is completely rewritten. So I'm telling you twice as much as I did the first time. Chastin, why did you rewrite it? The first one was when I self-published. You know I'm not so good at spelling, Peter. And I got some fabulous new stories to share. Like how horrible it was for me to grow up gay in the Midwest. And it was pretty bad. I didn't know you had new stories. Oh! Because you never listen to me, Peter. Yes, I have new stories. I just told you that. Like what? Like that time my daddy drove by a Chick-fil-A and didn't even bother to give me a trigger warning first, which I think he did on purpose. I was so traumatized having to see all that hate chicken. I cried for two days straight. It was even worse. Then when they canceled Dawson's Creek, that's how hard I cried. Chastin, you're so stunning and brave. Yes, I know, Peter. Pink News tells me that every week. They give the best media hand jobs. Only hand jobs I get these days, if you know what I mean. Don't forget to mention your website, Chastin. Peter, no one wants to hear you speak. Not when I'm in the room. So not another word. Not one word. Well, I guess it's not a surprise now. 
Thanks to Mr. Diarrhea Mouth over there. But I do have a website. Chastenrights.com And my picture is stunning. And while you're there, check out my upcoming book signings. I just got the itinerary. Hadn't even had time to see all the fabulous places I'm going. No doubt cosmopolitan cities like San Francisco, New York, Paris, Milan, and in the summer, Provincetown and Fire Island. So where's my list? Damn it, Peter. Give me that. Like I want your nasty sweaty hands all over my book tour itinerary. Sorry, Chaston. You're always sorry, Peter. Anyway, so my first stop. See, I told you folks, my first stop is in San Francisco. And I'll be at Carl's Massage Parlor and Bookstore. And that's in the Tenderloin. What the? Ugh, that doesn't sound very nice at all. In fact, that sounds quite dreadful. Like being around a gay Republican. Next up is Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Who the hell wants to go to Portland, Oregon? Talk about low rent. And in Portland, I'll be at... Oh, for F's sake. This is so degrading. Two Lesbos Cafe and Bookstore. Oh, hell no. I'm not going to no book signing in a lesbian coffee house. My husband is the Secretary of Transportation. Okay, you know what? That itinerary just sucks. I don't want to look at that no more. Like a gay Republican. Where are my TV appearances? I don't care about those silly book signings anyway. I bet they got Oprah to come out of retirement for this one. And Anderson Cooper. He's got to be begging to have me on his show. That silly queen. Oh. They only booked me on one show. That's got to be Oprah. What the? The Drew Barrymore show? Really? I got to talk to that little girl from E.T.? The one that gets down on her knees all the time? Like that whore Colton Underwood? Who my husband is having an affair with? And don't you say a word, Peter. Don't you lie to me. I know what's going on between you and Colton Underwood. That cheap whore. And I am not going on the Drew Barrymore show. I'd rather talk to E.T. Ugh, this is horrible. What the hell happened to Oprah? I'm so proud of you, Chaston. Oh, shut up, Peter. This is not the time for a comment from the peanut gallery. My book tour is going to be horrible. Chaston, I'm being serious. I'm very proud of you. Lies, Peter. Lies. And let's be frank. Not something I ever get to say to you, do I? What do you mean? Well, Peter, it's not like anyone thinks you know how to do your job. I'm just saying. 
Who says that? You really want me to name names, Peter? Well, I guess not. And it's all your fault. I'm not going to be on Oprah. If you knew how to fill a pothole, I'd be in Montecito right now filming my Oprah interview. I'm so mad, Peter. I could throw a Harry Potter book at you. Chaston, you don't have to threaten me with a turf hate Bible. And you suck in bed, too. Chaston, I'm going home. Give me a ride. Chaston, Peter, coming, my love. Are they gone? Are they officially gone? Good. For F's sake. See, folks, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we cannot have nice things. Because then Pocket Queen Pete and Justin Buttigieg, that low-rank queen from Michigan or Indiana, or any of the other 57 states out there, Barack Obama, they show up, leave a dumpster fire atop a train wreck in their wake, and just wait until we get to 200 podcasts in a few months. Them here, Megan McCain, God knows who else, a hot mess, inside a dumpster fire atop a train wreck. That's what we have to look forward to. Speaking of those two idiots, though, white boy Malcolm X, I heard from the summit mistress on what I said on Sunday, this past Sunday, calling her weird for liking those two clowns. I did. Yes, I did. I should probably watch what I say about the Summit Mistress, though. Her wedding next year is in the middle of some bayou. She gets triggered like Chaston driving by a Chick-fil-A. I might be dinner for some alligator. Some pet alligator her family keeps. Probably got a couple of them lying around. She'll make it so I vanish. And no remains to recover. Those Louisiana people, folks. That's the Cajun Mafia down there. And you don't screw with the Cajun Mafia. Even worse than dealing with a drunk Floridian in a Walmart. And yes, folks. I do know that's redundant. Floridians are always drunk. And always in a Walmart. Unless they're in jail for carrying on drunk inside a Walmart. Although it being Florida, it's still a misdemeanor. They'd be out in like 10 minutes. And Summit Mistress, be safe and have fun in Mexico this weekend. Enjoy the tequila shots and donkey shows. Have yourself a a grand gay old time and enjoy that eye candy for me and ginger eye candy for white boy Malcolm X. And I got one quick correction before we get underway, which is kind of not really my fault.
but I did want to bring it up. And no, folks, no one's threatening to sue me. I just like being accurate. So on our last podcast on Sunday, after I called the Summit Mistress weird, we talked about a New York Post column, elite white women push idea that there's no such thing as gender, which was written by Mary Harrington. And I mentioned Alyssa Gordon Heinerscheid as running Bud Light. And in the article, Mary Harrington, she also referred to Alyssa here as the vice president of Bud Light, which is where I got it from. And Alyssa's LinkedIn page, which she has conveniently taken down, by the way. But her LinkedIn page also had her referring to herself as the vice president of Bud Light, which is where I suspect Mary Harrington, where she got that title as well. Alyssa, though, and this is my correction, Alyssa is the VP of marketing for Bud Light, Who knows for how long, though? So she's not the vice president of Bud Light. And I know you marketing people like to think you're the one running things. But you're just the annoying idiot running around the office spitting out buzzwords like branding and influencer. And no one misses you while you're off schmoozing at some worthless trade show in Las Vegas, which means you're drunk and carousing with hookers. Oops, I mean sex workers. So there you go. Correction done. She's the queen of the marketing PowerPoint, not the real queen. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Being asexual can mean feeling like an outsider, even in the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, how stunning and brave. And this article was written by Felix Steele. And Felix is a woman. And I think a woman in the pre-2020 sense. And how's this for a poll quote? I thought I was bisexual, then pansexual, then a lesbian, then bisexual again, and a lesbian again. It was like swerving round a roundabout and taking every single wrong exit. You can say that again. So that's what? Let me see here. One, two, three, four, five. Five reboots. No, six reboots. Because then she came out as asexual. So that's whatever she was before to bisexual, then bisexual to pansexual, And what's a pansexual? A snooty bisexual. A distinction without difference. 
then from pansexual to lesbian. Didn't like full-time hoo-hoo. So back to bisexual. Decided to give up man meat. So then she went back to being a lesbian. Back to full-time hoo-hoo. Then gave all that up to be asexual. Jesus Christmas. And Demi Lovato, if you're out there listening to this podcast, from the very bottom of my heart, I apologize. I sincerely apologize for making fun of you for all those reboots. You're a piker, a rank amateur in the reboot arena. Compared to Felix Steele here, So I'm sorry for teasing you about all your reboots. My bad. So asexuals. What can one say about asexuals? Now before I knew about all those add-on letters in our mangled LGBTQ plus alphabet, I used to call bisexuals the laziest members of our tribe our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And why did I call bisexuals the laziest members of our tribe? Because they will do anyone. No standards whatsoever. That to me is kind of lazy. But then I realized, even if they're lazy and who they'll bang, they can't be too lazy I mean, look at Ronan Rubenstein, our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost podcast. Ronan has a day job. He's an actor on that Reno 911 Lone Star show or whatever the hell it's called. So he has that. Then he has his living girlfriend at home and she is... Jessica Kennedy Parker, Jessica Parker Kennedy. One of those two combinations of names. Who knows? Who really cares? So Ronan, he has a full-time job, a full-time living girlfriend, and Ronan also came out as bisexual. I think almost two years now. So Ronan... Kind of like Tom Daly, that spoiled little cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo. Ronan, he also now has three jobs. He's got the acting gig. He's got Jessica, whatever her last name is, to keep happy. And being bisexual, Ronan, allegedly, supposedly, Possibly, maybe. He still has to find time in his calendar to go out, get banged by half the guys in Los Angeles. There is nothing lazy about that. Nothing at all. If anything, bisexuals, other than a raging power bottom at a gay circuit party, and you queens know who you are, They're some of the most industrious members of the tribe. 
And yes, folks, I know that a raging power bottom at a gay circuit party could technically also include some bisexuals. <clears throat> Ronan Rubenstein, allegedly. But for the sake of this discussion, we'll just say queens. So given how active they are, I don't call bisexuals the laziest members of our tribe any longer. And in perfect timing, that's when I discovered the asexuals who are now officially the laziest members of our tribe. To tell you how lazy asexuals are, folks, they don't even refer to themselves as asexual. That's four syllables. Asexual. That's too much work. No. They're the ace community. One syllable. That's all the effort they want to put into it. And if that's not lazy enough, I also call on the laziest members of our tribe because they will do no one. Now, the bisexuals are kind of lazy because they'll do just about anyone, but not the lazy asexuals. They're not making any effort whatsoever. Even their sex dolls don't see action. Their right hand, their own right hand, doesn't see any action. So frankly, I have no idea why they're even in the tribe. If the tribe is about, or used to be about, sexual orientation, and your orientation is not to have sex with anyone, not even yourself, why even bother being in the tribe? Oh, I almost forgot. Because they're heterosexuals with personality disorders. And they only use these terms like pansexual, demisexual, or asexual here. So they can seem edgy and cool. And you want to talk about a a first world white people problem. An asexual complaining about feeling like an outsider in the tribe. Hey, Felix, try being gay or bisexual in the LGBTQ plus community where our new gender identity overlords keep trying to convince everyone to trans away the gay. You're not a gay man. You're really a transgender woman. Trans away that gay. All you need to do, pop a couple pills, Toss on a dress. Boom. You're an instant woman. And you don't even have to chop off your man meat. Go be the next Dylan Mulvaney. Go get a million dollars in endorsement deals for playing fake woman. Your bulge works just fine. Normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Okay, white boy Malcolm X. You had your fun. Shut that stupid queen up. Shut him up. So you asexuals out there, if you're out there bemoaning your outsider status in the tribe, throwing yourself up on a cross 
like David Hogg likes to do two things. Number one, you get up on a cross, you need to pay Princess David his royalty fees. Only that little diva gets to do that. Or you pay for the privilege. And the other thing, and I hope this isn't too triggering for you, if you're that much of a navel gazer about your status, maybe, maybe, getting laid might do you some good. Take away some of those frustrations you're having. And you might just have fun with that. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Fox News, Taylor Swift, Joe Alwyn break up after six years. Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift began dating in 2016. Now, first off, I am not going to laugh at these two breaking up. Having been through that myself, yes, with a crystal meth addict, I'm not going to laugh about that at all. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know she was dating anyone, much less had herself a boyfriend for six years. Then again, I'm not a star effer and I couldn't care less about these people in their personal lives. And I have no idea who this guy even is. Now this article says he's an actor. He was in The Favorite, which was hilarious. Hilarious. As a friend of mine out in LA likes to say. But if he was in that, clearly he didn't leave much of an impression Although you had, that had a great cast. The favorite had a great cast. You had Olivia Coleman, one of the Queen Elizabeths in The Crown. Nicholas Holt, sexy man. Rachel Weiss, And Emma Stone, who I just love. As gay as I am. And folks, I am a big old queen. I just love Emma Stone. As an actress, I just love her. But back to Joe Alwyn here. Not only is he an actor, even if I can't remember it, but, but, he also helped Taylor 
write some of her songs. And as a matter of fact, he helped her on two albums. So in other words, he helped her write songs trashing her other ex-boyfriends. Or, now that I think about it, that was, maybe possibly, her being passive-aggressive. Her passive-aggressively telling him how much he sucked as a boyfriend. Her writing songs about him, but convincing him that it was about someone else. Oh, Joe, this one's about Jim, my ex-boyfriend, Jim. Jim? Jim who? Um, Jim Morrison? Who's that? Oh, he's just another singer. No one you'd know. That's how crafty she is, folks. But this breakup of theirs, this does make sense, though. If you really think about it, she's out on tour right now. But what happens next after she gets back from touring? It's back to the studio, back to write even more songs, trashing that parade of losers she calls ex-boyfriends. And at this point, after six years with this guy, She's got to be running out of fresh material to write about. She can dump him now, pick up a few celebrity rebounds along the way, and by the time this tour wraps up, she'll have songs for two more albums. No writer's block for her. I guess the only question I have to ask is, what is poor Joe here going to do without her magical hoo-hoo? And if it's one thing we know, folks, it's that Taylor Swift has a magical, oh, so magical, hoo-hoo. And how do we know, folks, that Taylor Swift has a magical hoo-hoo? It's because men go into it with eyes wide open. They date her knowing what's coming that she'll dump them at some point and then write a couple songs about how much they sucked as a boyfriend, get all the Swifties hanging on them, but they still do it. They still have to have Taylor Swift's magical hoo-hoo. So I know it's going to be in her future, banging a bunch of studly celebrities for song inspiration. But we'll have to see about him. See if he can get some sort of detox. Get himself. And I don't even know if this is possible. But get himself unaddicted to her magical hoo-hoo. Which after six years of him having that magical hoo-hoo. Ten bucks, white boy Malcolm X. He's another one. Oh, I think I'm now asexual. And who could really blame him? Magical hoo-hoo or nothing at all. From the New York Post, U.S. refugee orgs met with racism, sexism, verbal abuse, 
from some Afghan evacuees. No good deed goes unpunished. Now the rest of us know what Princess Colin Kaepernick's parents feel like. They adopted a black kid, and what do they get? Him repeatedly and very publicly calling them racist for the effort. And the U.S. brings in a bunch of Afghan refugees, and what do we get? Racism, sexism, and verbal abuse. We're here to help, and this is how they show their appreciation. Now, this may be a dumb question, but what the hell was anyone expecting out of, well, at least some of these refugees, not all of them, I know that, folks, but you import tens of thousands of people from one of the most backward, impoverished hellholes on the planet, a place where men treat women like chattel, like property, and where it's not an uncommon practice for men to have relationships with what they call dancing boys. And I'm not talking about boys in the older teen sense. I'm talking kids, young kids, so young, not even a horny high school teacher would touch them. Even they be like, nah, that teacher bait is way too fresh for me. No thanks. That kind of young. And so, these do-gooder leftists who work at these resettlement agencies, some of the female case managers, and the poor BIPOC folk, like they don't get enough abuse already from whitey, evil racist whitey, they're getting a first-hand taste of the misogyny and racism from our wonderful new neighbors, who no doubt are coming soon to a community near you and paid for by you. Not that they're the only ones. Some of these folks we let in, either voluntarily or by just ignoring the southern border, some of them, they're the dregs of society and they come in here and cause all sorts of mayhem. Ann Coulter has done, I don't know how many columns on this at this point, listing out some of the horrific crimes that people who are not even here legally, what they're committing. And I grabbed one of her columns. It's from July 20th of last year, 2022. For those of you who can't read a calendar, but you know all your gender identities and pronouns. Still can't read a calendar, though. The title of her column, that is, Ohio Man Rapes 10-Year-Old. And the joke there is, the Ohio man was actually an illegal alien from Guatemala. That's the media gaslighting you. Oh, nothing to see here, folks. It's just an Ohio man. 
Wink, wink. But in this column, she cites this group, North Carolinians for Immigration Reform and Enforcement, NC Fire, and they track, get this folks, the number of illegal immigrant child rapists in the state of North Carolina. And as of that column, from January to June of last year, in six months, there were 132 illegal aliens arrested for child rape, child sexual assault, just in the state of North Carolina. But if you say anything that we're importing quite a few people who like to rape children, like we don't have enough homegrown perverts of our own, no. We have to add to the child rape community, I guess. But if you say anything, oh, you're a racist, you're a bigot. Okay, princess, if you say so. And for our last story, folks, it's also from Fox News. I guess this podcast is a Fox News doubleheader. CNN Insiders Baffled Why Network stands by Princess Don Lemon as controversies mount. One of the biggest mysteries. It's been one of the biggest mysteries in TV news why CNN keeps Princess Don Lemon around, Media Insider says. Oh, please. Does anyone really need this mansplain to them? Why those clowns over at CNN are protecting Princess Dawn? Everyone knows the correct answer to this. Three words. Gay and black. Not just gay. Not just black. But gay and black. So that's two diversity boxes already checked. And that old queen is over 40. So that's another mess those losers over at CNN have to contend with. It's a trifecta of protected class statuses. Speaking of Princess Dawn, though, Princess Dawn, smell my fingers, lemon. Variety did a hit piece on him about a week ago, just over a week ago. Princess Don Lemon's misogyny at CNN exposed. Malicious texts, mocking female co-workers, and diva-like behavior. And it's, get this folks, it's a 2,300 word hit piece by Variety. Gotta be some bitchy queen over at Variety who wrote this thing. And it's so good folks. It does such a good job shiving Princess Don here. I couldn't do it justice with just one poll quote. It's that good. But back to CNN. Them keeping him around because he checks three boxes, three protected class boxes. Now, unless they write him a huge check, show him piles and piles and piles of Benjamins, 
he can hold out for a little while longer. At least until the mean girls in HR, they get enough dirt on him to toss his ass out the door. But if it ever starts to go there, all he needs to do, and I wouldn't put it past this queen if he gets desperate enough, but all he has to do is come out. Oh, I have a disability. Check off another box. And can you see HR with that steaming turd? They'd probably be like, uh, what's your disability? Princess Don, he'd be like, oh, I have an obsessive compulsive disorder. It's where I put my hand down my pants and then ask young white guys in the Hamptons to smell my fingers. They smell so good. They smell so good after I touch my man meat. Uh, Don, that's not a disability. It is in New York, suckers. Which I wouldn't doubt in the least. So we'll see, folks. We'll see who can hold out longer. Princess Don, smell my fingers lemon. Or those morons at CNN. Dumb and dumber in one hell of an epic battle. Which at the end of the day, it's just about the size of the severance check. Nothing more. So on that note, since I cannot top, this silly queen, Princess Dawn, smell my fingers lemon, acting like a bitchy diva all around CNN, even if it's probably only a matter of time before they write him a check big enough to push him out, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.